say maybe we are now starting the, the podcast. <laughs> welcome. <laughs> welcome, Boy, everyone. To the- yeah, Bori, can you hit the record button? Yes, yes, I can, I can hit the record Cheers, fellas. This is why. This is why. You guys, this is what I went. This is what I went to get when, 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 when Justin went on that, uh, on that geopolitical tirade. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Um. Sure. But no, real quick though, let, let's talk about the Champions League. Uh, I think, uh, you know, today we we saw two two games. I think uh, probably I, I don't know how many of how many games you all watched, um, or if you just watched the highlights, but. I was only able to catch the United and Atletico game. I saw the highlights of the Ajax and Benfica game. Um, I think there's nothing new here. Uh, we figured it was going to be, honestly, actually, I thought it was going to be more boring than it was, but it was not, I mean, it wasn't the best game, but it was still boring. Uh, but it was it was good. It was good to see. Uh, we, we saw that Ronaldo scored a hat-trick in the last weekend, but um, I thought he was going to be, I thought he was a kryptonite for Atletico, but that did not happen tonight. Uh, unfortunately, and United are out, and now they can compete for zero trophies this season. Uh, I think that the next goal now is the top four, which we'll see how that goes. Uh, but but just just wanted to to get your thoughts, uh, you know, either of you to see you know what you felt about the game, and um, probably for me at least, probably the worst game I've I've seen in Champions League for a few years. Worse than the Liverpool uh, Tottenham final. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, that one. Yes, okay, I, I, I stand corrected. I stand yes. corrected. I, right. I forgot um, about that one. I, you know what? I erased it off my memory. That's why, because I was like, I couldn't believe that was the final. So, um, I watched the game. I, you know, the few things that stood out to me. Um, one was um, all those Manchester United fans who kept saying that we were back. They were back. Ronaldo, the goat. Uh, because of his amazing hat trick that he had over the weekend and how he was the savior of the club. And then um, you play against a very disciplined uh, low block team and nothing could, they couldn't do anything. Now, like the things that stood out to me were the refereeing because I, I think like we all noticed how the referee pretty much let a lot of things go. Like he let them play. Um, I think it was a good refereeing job, personally. I, I thought he did so? good. I, I thought he did say, good. I'll say this. I think that because he took so long to brandish a card, I think that players just try to get away with as much as they could, you know? And at times, that interfered with with the flow of the game, especially at the end when pretty much it seemed like everybody started diving for their lives both on Manchester United side and on Atletico side. Um, now, uh, you know, it's, it's to be expected. All Atletico had to do was just write out that one, one, uh, one goal uh, scoreline, right? And they did it. I mean, credit to them. Like, they just had to go in there and score a goal and then just sit back. But I think most surprising of all was the fact that Manchester United had a lot of really – decent chances that they could not put away. Um, and now um, I, I'm starting to see, like, maybe this is something that gets to them because, Bori, you called it another season without any trophy. This is now their fifth season that they've gone without any silverware whatsoever, right? And if you were to aggregate the money spent in the last five years on players alone, 
like that that's atrocious. We're talking about Chelsea Chelsea 1.5 billion probably, right? <laughs> Chelsea's I mean, Chelsea's, yeah, but, uh, but you know what? Chelsea actually has something to show for it every season, right? Whereas United haven't done anything since since uh, we said Mourinho was there. So at this point, like we said, we've been talking about it. We don't know. It's starting to be a, it's starting to turn into a situation like the one at Spurs in the sense that you have to ask, is it the coach or is it the players, right? Because they've both gone through carousels of coaches They've both gone and acquired players. Obviously, Manchester United has acquired way more players than, than Spurs. But what is truly going on, right? Like, who is responsible for the dire form or the lack of trophies? Yeah, no. Um, yeah, it's definitely a very sad ending for them. Um, but I, I would say, like, you know, I, I personally thought, you know the the game was was well, classic Atletico. I mean they frustrate you um, to the bone, and and I'm sure it was it was was definitely not uh, you know like being a, a Manchester United player playing that game must have been very frustrating. But I mean there's no way we're giving Atletico any kind of like after the next the next. Uh, the quarterfinals, that's it, right? Like, they're, they're not going past that, right? Because, I mean, they were so... Like, I've never seen such a bad team reach the quarterfinal before. Maybe, again, except maybe Tottenham, you know, in 2017 or whenever that was. Um, but, I mean, I don't even know how they got here. <laughs> that, that, that is what I'm trying to figure out. Uh, and don't get me wrong. I mean, of course, they, they have the stars. They have the names. But I think this season... You know, as we've seen in, in La Liga, they're, they're you know the miles off uh, Real Madrid, but they've just been really bad this season. Um, even with you know Suarez, Griezmann coming back, um, and, and uh, you know, but I just don't I, I don't understand how they're there. Um, might as well just put Arsenal there because Arsenal are playing so so fantastic in the last few last few hey. uh, last few weeks. There's an idea. I mean. They they might actually edge them to that last to that fourth spot um, on the form that they're on. So there's that. I I, I mean they have what two three games in the hand, which is crazy to think about. Um, two two games, three. right, Justin? Is it two? Um, on United. On United. Three games, yeah. I think. Uh, yeah, they have three games on United, but I don't want to. Well, I really don't want to. I I really don't want to talk about there. Arsenal. I really don't want to jinx them. <laughs> It's two because they're really about to lose tomorrow to Liverpool. I mean, oh, really that's fair. Think, I mean, that's a that's, I mean, that's a rubber match. You can you that's I'm fair. Not, I'm not I'm not saying that as a as a Chelsea fan to you know against an Arsenal fan. That's just your supporter. Yeah, I understand. You're you're saying that as someone who has eyes and has watched uh soccer, matches between these two clubs before. Yes, <laughs> I understand. Yes, and not only that, but and not only that, but like Arsenal. Uh, as good of a form as they've been, and I think like they are. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, Justin, but they are the second team who's taken the most points since the beginning of the year. If I'm not, if I'm not mistaken, only second to Manchester City. Uh, I think third behind Liverpool. Oh, third. Also, but yeah, right. third. So they're they're behind, top behind three those two. as far as like the form that they've been in. But you can't tell me that Liverpool won't have. Uh, more of an incentive to win that game considering Manchester City just dropped points yesterday against Crystal Palace of all teams, right? Yes. And not only that, but I'm sure that for the Premier League, 
again, cha-ching, more viewership, more money, um, you know, it would be like amazing for them if, or if uh, Liverpool were to close that gap because there's nothing more exciting than a title race that goes until the end of the day or until the end of the season, I'll say. Yeah, I don't know how we go from the Champions League to, to the title race in the EPL, but you can tell the pull that the EPL has. Um, the other game well, happened... That, uh, that's Arsenal's uh, Champions League. Oh. The Champions League game. So the Champions League. Oh, I see. <laughs> okay, okay, got it, got it. That's believe me. Top four. Uh, that's that's like that is the title for Arsenal. Top four champions, uh, for so many years, and so we're looking forward to reclaiming that title. And I'll yeah. be the first to say I would welcome Arsenal if it if it was at the expense of Manchester United. All well, right. Manchester United let it get to their heads. I mean, like, I, I, it was. It was inevitable. I feel like what happened today. They just like let what happened over the weekend get to their heads, and they forgot the immortal words of Sir Alex Ferguson, of uh, lads, it's Tottenham. Right. <laughs> lads, it's Tottenham. <laughs> you, you you went three up on Tottenham. You, you Ronaldo bagged his uh, hat trick, but you forgot it was Tottenham. And then yeah. it all came apart immediately after you know whatever. Like you said, Manny. Like everyone was saying, like, oh, Manchester United's back. So I, I don't would know. Say, we'll see. What, we'll see what they do next in their next uh their next match out their next match out. I, I would say though, like if you look at the game today, especially in the first half, uh the Champions League game is what I'm talking about. Um, you could see that confidence actually play into the game because if you if you notice the first leg, Atletico Madrid dominated that that game. Uh, of course, Atletico were home, so maybe that played into it, but. You could see the confidence, like that. That was a confidence, confidence I've not seen United play in in a while in the EPL. So it's crazy what confidence can do. It's just my point. So maybe, maybe they were right to be confident and and say, yeah, we, you know, we're back. You know, we're, you know, we 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 won and 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 our savior scored three goals. But it it, it is something that I think worked for them. But obviously, ultimately, didn't work out after the first half. Um, you know. But anyways, all right, let, let's move on to Ajax and Benfica. I think this one was uh, unexpected, uh, mainly because, remember, Ajax had nine points. Oh, no, sorry, 18 points from their group. Uh, they were perfect. They won six out of six. Um, but then the first game happened, and I believe this game was actually, I can't remember who played home first, but Ajax had gone 2-0 up or something like that, or maybe... They were they were leading multiple times, and or maybe they weren't. I can't. Remember. I think it was actually maybe they were leading first, and then they scored, and then it went two one, and then it was two two. Anyways, my point is, it seemed like Ajax should have gone through easily, but then, but then what happened today was Benfica surprised them, and Benfica, um, you know, won the game one zero. You know what's really weird, and, and something I didn't realize until. One of the games I watched in Benfica during the group stage is if you look at the backline for Benfica, you look, we're talking about Bertongen and Otamendi. Yeah. We're talking about two players that, oh my gosh, like how are these these center backs and how are they defending, you know? Um, but but yeah, I just disappointed. I, I honestly I'm disappointed that Ajax couldn't go far uh, farther than this. But I guess this is why we watch Champions League, huh? Yes. So, did either of you catch um, much of this game, the second leg? Yeah, I was just, just the highlights. highlights. Just the highlights. No, I, I actually watched it. 
Okay. So I was going to say, like, I, I watched the first leg, and yeah, you're right, Boy, It was like, it was a back and forth affair, like, where Ajax scored, then uh, Sebastian Haller, like, gave up an own goal, and then, like, three minutes later, he went on the other end, he, he scored a header. Yeah. Then there's a, like, you know, a late in the game, then Bafika equaled, and they finished 2-2. Um, but in that game, at least, like, I have, obviously, like, I have not watched a lot of ben, Benfica this year. Uh, that's in meaning that that was the first game that I had watched them was that first leg game against Ajax. And I was pretty impressed uh, with them. Um, the, that backline, that backline duo, like you said, Bori, of EPL rejects, Hodamendi um, and Vertonghen, like, the, you know, they did a, a job. It would make, like, you know, they, they were able to do uh, okay. But I was really impressed by um, Rafa on the wing. He, like, was, like, unstoppable. Like, he was terrorizing Ajax the entire game. And they have, like, a good attack, Benfica do. So I was wondering, um, from though Manny, since you watched some of it today, like what you saw from Benfica. I know they only got the one goal, but like, how did they look going forward? I feel like this is a classic. Um, this is like a classic Portuguese team, the way that they play, right? Um, the way that they play was exactly the way that Porto played against Juventus last season and knocked them out of the Champions League. Like that kind of. It, it's not. Um, it's not pretty at times, like technically, like, I mean, there were times where I felt like the game was actually, uh, could have been like an FXA match. Like it was just like a lot of mispasses, like everywhere, uh, possession was like, like being lost in the midfield, like really like, uh, there were passes that were inaccurate, um, rush passes, like there was no accuracy, but at the, like, you got to remember, I think that also plays into certain teams the way that they play. For example, like um, Atletico Madrid today because there's no away rules anymore. There's no like away goals, right? So that has to factor in into the way that certain teams are playing and their style. Porto, and or I'm sorry, Benfica plays like Porto in that sense where they're just like, all right, we know we're not going to have, we're not like the most technically gifted. I mean, look at our back line. It's like aging uh, rejects from... Uh, from City and uh, the EPL. Um, but the way that they play, like, these teams, like, they just have heart, man. They just keep going at everything. Like, and and that's a way that I feel that Benfica was playing. Now, Ajax, also, you got to remember, Ajax pretty much runs their league domestically. Like, they have been for the last few years. So, I think, like, like what you said, just in the same way that you that they may have gotten overly confident that they were going to be able to walk away, like this was going to be a walk in the park, because of the first leg and the way that they managed to turn it around, you know, like maybe they just got overly confident at that. But um, this just goes to show you again, like the Champions League, man, anything can happen, like with these teams, right? Like, boy, you're saying Atletico Madrid is such a bad team, and now they're in the quarters, dude, and you know, depending on who they draw next, dude, they might even make it to the to the semifinals. You know, like all all you need is right. like a good ninety minute performance. Like that's it. And a lot of these teams also, they're playing, um, you know, counterattack. Like they knew Ajax wasn't was was going to be you know um, playing in between the spaces. They knew that they were going to be playing possession ball. That's how they play. They have these playmakers on their on their teams. Like they knew who to shut down and where and what part of the field. And if, like, I mean, every team has a weakness, right? And 
Um, credit to Benfica, man. As soon as they scored that goal, they shut it down. <laughs> That's all they needed to do. Yeah. To draw with, with Atletico. Oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, please. That's... No, no, no. No. <laughs> we would know. We we need a we need a successor, a new worst match of uh yeah. of the Champions League. No, what you need what we need is Vertonghen. Uh, what we need is Vertonghen to go ahead and win um a Champions League trophy. And Ooh, spite, he didn't Spurs. do it with Spurs exactly. Yeah, man, I, I I'm an Arsenal fan, so I'm not complaining that much. But this has become like just. <laughs> We just keep on going back to the smashing, like, you know, beating up on Tottenham well. <laughs> we're getting a lot, of, a lot of mileage what? out of it. Hey, uh, what, remind us again, um, Justin, what is that Sir Alex Ferguson quote? Lads, <laughs> it's Tottenham. That was, just, that, was his that was his pre-match speech um, oh before, they, before me and Chester United took the field to play them. Oh, my that's, God. That's what you need to call this episode when you, when you release it. Oh my God! There's no way. I have I have t uh, Tottenham fans on my timeline. I don't want to to get you know in their bad side. All right, so so let's let's move on to tomorrow's games. Uh, you know, obviously we have Lille versus Chelsea and, and Juve versus Villarreal. And again, I promise, I I promise you, Manny, this is not a joke. I am not I I'm not trying to make fun of Chelsea here. Um, Chelsea is going to Lille. Is there any update regarding this whole sanction that is affecting Chelsea from tomorrow that you've heard about? And I'm genuinely just asking. Um, or are, are they like, do, genuinely, do they have the funds to actually travel to France, uh, to Lille, to, 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 to play the game? Yeah, so tomorrow will be really interesting. Um, I know you're not joking, uh, but I don't have an answer for that because it keeps changing. And I think it might be too soon to, uh, you know, truly understand what's going on. Um, but tomorrow will be unprecedented in the sense that uh, there is an actual stipulation within FIFA rules that says that there can be no government uh, intervention with club function or uh, what is it uh, like international play or something like along those lines. Like like I'm not an expert by any means, right? But there is something that dictates that FIFA could essentially step in when it's something at an international, like, for example, this, it's two teams, but one team is not within the EPL for, you know, it's one thing to be, you know, Chelsea going through what's, what it's going through in the Premier League. It's another thing when it's UEFA. So um, as far as, you know, the latest reports that I've seen, um, you know, they have the transportation, uh, the UK government allowed them to increase uh, their uh, logistics, uh, the money used needed for transportation and all of that to get to the stadium. But um, who, who knows what's going to happen tomorrow? I, I don't even know what would happen if they were to postpone this game. Because again, like you got to think about all the logistics that goes into this. It's not just Chelsea. It would be Lille. It would be the venues. It would be um, the dates that these teams could, quote unquote, make up the the game and all those other teams in the competition that would be affected as well, because you couldn't have, you couldn't do the draw, like the quarterfinal draws, right? If you don't know like the outcome of the game. So all indications are saying that yes, they are going to to play, um, but again, like who knows? You know, things change by the minute, by the hour, by the day. Um, with the situation. So 
we'll just see what happens. It would be interesting to see though, because Chelsea does have the 2-0 aggregate. Yeah, I, so I was I just gonna actually factor in that, like, let's say that hypothetically speaking, they can't play or they don't play. Like, how? Oh, like, I see. What would happen what then? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I, I don't know how they would decide. That, that's I swear, very. I swear though, if it comes down to a coin flip, I'm gonna be pissed. <laughs> well, I actually before okay, let's even say they play tomorrow and just now I'm directing this question at you. Like, do we do you see any kind of by the way, Lille has been bad this season. I think I mean last time I checked, Lille was, was like eleventh in Ligue 1. So but somehow they're doing much better in the in the in the uh Champions League. But do you see any way that this affects Chelsea and maybe just maybe Lille gets the two goals needed? Because they're playing at home, and then maybe they take it down to extra time, and maybe even win on penalties, because then they won't be able to use Kepa because of what happened last time. Um, I think it would be highly unlikely for Leo to pull off the upset. They're sitting in six. They've actually like they were doing really bad. You're right, boy, but they've had like a bit of a rebound recently. Like they they haven't lost in the past five, but they've been drawing and winning. Um, so they're in sixth place in league right now. Uh, but Chelsea is just the the better club, and even despite all the tumult at the club, like they've remained in fairly good form. They haven't been convincing. They haven't been winning convincingly, rather, but they they still win. And with a 2-0 lead um, aggregate, like I I think I think Chelsea should be able to get through. You know, despite Maddie. everything else that's swirling around. And Tuchel, we can Tuchel can look forward to um, answering questions about. Uh, geopolitical situation from the international press. Uh, yeah, so that'll be exciting for him. I can't, I yeah, can't yeah. wait for them, for, for for the press to ask Tuchel who who is the president of of Ukraine now and who is the president of Russia as part of his conference. But actually, Manny, right. real quick, do, do you foresee any kind of uh, you know, given your situation right now, which situation, do you foresee any surprises? No, no. I mean, uh, just you, you know, even if there wasn't all this outside noise going on I, I Chelsea is in the Champions League is completely different than um than in domestic uh, cups and competitions and um Lille if I'm not mistaken will also be without uh arguably their best playmaker Renato Sanchez I believe he's injured if I'm not oh, mistaken. oh yeah I saw that injury so yeah 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 if going off of just like the the first leg, he was probably like the most lively player um, that Leo had. You know, um, he was making things happen. And up until he got subbed off, uh, you know, I thought I thought he looked pretty dangerous. But without him, it's it, I mean, it's really hard to see them doing anything. And um, they just drew like one of the lowest teams in Ligue 1. Um, I think it was on over the weekend as well. So uh, they're not in good form per se, but again, we've seen stranger things happen. Um, you know, we saw upset uh, today, too. I guess you could say. Um, so again, anything can happen. Yep, it is the Champions League after all. Um, so moving on to the Juve uh, Villarreal game, um, I think we've seen this before. Uh, Juve in the you know, last three, four, well, three years, I think, 
have struggled to go past the stage. And I think maybe once in the last three years they went to the quarterfinals. Um, but it, you know, it's a good thing for them that they're playing at home, Juve. Uh, but uh, you know, when they played in Villarreal, it was one-one. So that grade is one-one. You know, away goals doesn't count anymore. Um, Justin, I'm going to start with you. Juve, I mean, so far since you know they they stole your your supposed striker, um, uh, Vlaovic, uh, they've been doing well, um, and they've been more fierce. And, and but but you know, they still have that painful, like they they still ha- lack some of the creativity that you would think uh, they they will have uh, in in the front line was front line with Dybala. Um, for example, but my point is, um, do 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 you see any? Do you foresee any kind of upset again? Do do we think this is the Juve of old that we're going to find again where they you know they're out in the round of 16, um, as they've done in the in the last few years? What what is your prediction? Um, it's a really tough one, if I'm honest. Like, I really don't know how this game is going to go, and but I'm going to say that Juventus is going to you know pull off the win at home only because I don't want to have uh, egg on my face because I've been saying since the six, round of 16 draw was made that uh, you weren't going to see any Spanish clubs in the quarterfinals and that there was the true Farmers League. And now both the Madrid, Madrid clubs have advanced and I can't bear to stand the thought of the third Spanish club also getting through and me being that totally wrong. So I'm going to say Juventus is going to win. They got, They have to for my sake. I think you just jinxed yourself. I think Villarreal is going to win now. Yeah, hey, probably. What you got? Most, most likely. Manny? What do you think, Manny? Oh, sorry. Um, and I'm sorry, but you, Juventus is just in great form, man. Uh, Dusan Vlahovic was probably like, he's starting to look like a, a real bargain, even though, um, you know, he wasn't cheap. But he really, truly does give that team a different dimension to that attack. Um, and, I mean, he hit the ground running. Um, so I just, I just don't see how if, – if, if this game was being played in Spain, I would probably lean towards saying, like, yeah, there's a way that Real actually pulls it off. But, no, there's no way at the Alliance Arena, like uh, – There's, yeah, there's, uh, yeah, I, I, I think Juve comfortably wins this. Yeah, I, I think, I, I, I'm, I think I'm with, um, uh, with Justin, where like I really don't know how it's gonna go. Obviously, I don't want Juve to win, uh, as you know, like I mean, I, I want them to crash out and then cry, right? So like, like that's every Milan's dream, a Milan fan dream. But uh, I do think they do have that dimension with Vlaovic. Um, you know who's playing very well now? Um, Artur, uh, the the ex Barcelona player. He's yeah. he's actually balling now. For some reason, he decided to to play. Uh, you know, in the last few weeks. So, um, but but to be fair, Juve, you know, they've had injury issues this season. You know, Chiesa is out. Even I think McKenny, I believe, is out. Um, and yep. Zachariah is also injured. So they do have those those problems. So I think. What's probably going to happen is Juve may score early or or score a goal and just sit back the whole time, which then frustrates Valvich, um, um, you know, because he's not getting service and then and all that stuff. But um, 
I think if Juve can just like score a goal, they can hold it down. Um, but the problem is, will they be able to score? They can't if they have, you know, because they have Vlaovic. Um, could they but, score? Could they? Could they score in the first sixty seconds like they did in the first leg? Uh, right. Um, I mean, because that's what I they mean, did. I'm, they did. They scored early, and it looked like it was all going to be one-way traffic when you start that way. Vlaovic right. scored in the first minute, and then uh, they did nothing offensively for the rest yeah. of the game. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's the game. That's Allegri style, right? And especially because yeah. they don't have any creative player now because of the injuries. They they sit back more. Um. So so yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I don't know how it's going to go. To be honest, I think I think what I'm going to go with is I think eventually Juve will probably pull it off. But maybe I'm just jinxing them. So um, who knows? All right. I think I think that's all we have though. Um. But thank you all for listening. Uh, I know it's. It's a very um, short or long episode, depending on if we cut stuff out. But um, thank you all for listening. Uh, uh, we are on Spotify, Apple, and Google Podcast. Uh, we will talk to you next time. Bye-bye.